So, so, all right, so brothers and sisters, I wanted, I have a question for today. I think I always have questions when I come here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the question I have is the hand of Yah for you or against you? It's for you if you're doing right. It's against you if you're doing wrong. Then I don't have to say nothing else. I just sit on one down. <laughs> <laughs> that's the message right there. <laughs> So that's okay. Is the is the hand of Yah for you or against you? All right. I want to. Some of this stuff should be. You know what I'm saying. Like you said, Sister Ludell. Uh, if you're doing right, it should be for you. But sometimes we don't think about this type of thing Hallelujah. when we're going through our lives, right? right? So I want you to just think about this today with me. Let me take you on a little journey. Uh, let me paint a picture for you. All right. So if you if you should know, everybody should know that any type of thing we do always carries a, re- a response to it. Yeah. Everything we do has an action to it. Yeah. Whether it's negative or positive. Okay. So if you if you really know, you think about it. Everything in life has an action or has a, re, a response to it. You know. So like, if you do something good, it's just simple. You should get something good in return. If you do something bad, then something bad should happen to you. So you should like kind of know that. You know, the rest of the world knows that when you think about you know our actions. Like if I'm doing something good, then I should get good in return. If I'm doing something bad, and a lot of times it doesn't matter how soon. These, uh, this will happen to you. It could be sooner. I know people that say, like, I do bad and immediately I get something bad in return. Right. And sometimes it may take years before you receive the punishment or the actions of what oh, you've yeah. done. Okay? But we know that Yah is just in whatever He does. That's right. Hallelujah. Say it. Okay, so sometimes we may not be getting, you know, sometimes in life we may not get the things we want. You know? Right. But sometimes that we may be receiving something like, I don't know why. This is happening to me right now. Right, right. So sometimes I think I want us to think about today and understand that maybe Yah is against you. Maybe you've done something to make to make Yah against you, right. and why you're getting some negative stuff going on in your lives. Okay, everything happens for a reason. I don't believe in any coincidences. There is no such thing as a coincidence. And honestly, if you really look up the origin of the word, it means to coincide and to agree with. Yes, it doesn't mean what we talked about. It's an old word. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it means to agree with what's going on. Okay, so that was coincidence. So when you think about it, you have to know, am I receiving anger from my creator? So before I go into all that, let me give you the definition of the word hand. Okay, the Hebrew word for hand is the word yad. Yad. Yes, yes. Now, I've already seemed like I'm going to be repeating some stuff for you guys today, but I want to give you... (laughs) All right, so... The Hebrew word for hand means yad, and it means to abandon. There's a lot of definitions behind this, so let's let's go through this one by one. Uh, it means to abandon, to be against, allegiance, authority, control, care, um, to labor, ordination. If I'm talking too fast, please let me know. Power, to swear. To make a pledge, to let go, and to be responsible. All right, so that's a really big meaning to the word hand. Do I need to repeat any of that? Do you repeat it again, or you, you're good? Okay. So, like I said, you can. It's a lot of definite meaning behind the word hand. So it makes sense because the hand has a whole lot of responsibilities. It can do a whole lot of things. Right. A hand can grab. Right, a hand can bring pre- bring peace by shaking hands. You know, it can repel. It can repel, right? right. 
um, it could surrender. It can let go. It can let go, right. It could it could it can cause power, it could you know, bring war when a fist is drawn. Right. right. So it's no difference from our creator, but the only thing is he has a lot more power than we do. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, his hands are real strong, right? So you can see there are many definitions or uses attached to hand. All right? So again, like I said, it's the same thing with our creator. So you need to break down the name, and we've already said it, so I've heard it already, but if you break down the name of our father, it also has more than just the meaning of the self-existent one, I am that I am. His letters, when you break them down, means behold nail, behold hand. Behold nail? Behold nail, behold hand. Or behold, yeah, yeah, behold nail, behold hand. Or behold hand, behold nail. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you got to get a little representation of that when Mashiach showed himself to his disciples. What did he do? He showed his hand. Yes. Right. So that's giving you like, okay, hey, look, he's giving you like indication of his father that he was sent through his father because his name meant what he was going to go through. Oh, glory, yes. Hallelujah. So you said the tetragrammaton, the Y-H-W-H means Behold the hand, behold the nail. Yes, means behold nail, behold. He's already destined to be nails to the hand. Yes, that's why he says that he did it from the foundation of the earth. That's right. Right? So his hand, it's very important about the hand and what it represents. And, you know, even the Hebrews at that time, we knew because when he showed him the hand, it was like, oh, you know, they knew about the the prophecy, the prophetic symbol behind that. Right? So. Uh, Yes. <laughs> yes. So his name shows the importance of hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is why, again, this is why the Messiah showed himself to the, to the disciples. He let them know. So if we know this, we know that he's been revealed through his actions by what he did for us. He shows you what he's done. All right. So knowing all this, let's go back to the hand of Yah. Is it for you or against you? Does that make sense? Any questions so far? Hope I didn't rush through that. Okay. So, if you think about it, if Yah is for us, we will definitely know. Yes? We will definitely know it if Yah is for us. Okay? And this is what we want. We want Yah to be for us in everything we do. We don't want to have him against us in any of our, in anything that we do. All right? So, we want to be protected from the world around us. Okay? And this is what David was meaning when he wrote the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 108. Verse 4 through 6. So somebody give that to me. You said Psalms what? 108, verse 4 through 6. And also adding on to that with his hand, you know, it always talks about how Yahshua sits at the right hand of the Father. So I wanted you to know that, to remember that too. 108, what? Verse 4 through 6. Hallelujah. Please read it. Thank you. For your kindness is great above the Shamakas, and your truth reaches to the clouds. You said three to four? No, four through six. Four through six. Exalt yourself above the Shamakas, O Elohim, and you extend above all the earth, in order that those you love might be delivered. Save with your right hand and answer me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, save with your right hand. And answer right. me. Uh, right? Yeah. So his right hand is powerful. Yeah. And that's why he has a Messiah sitting at his right hand. 
Okay, so we want the, the Father to save us. We want him to protect us, just like David talk, talked about. Okay? Dave said to those that you love with your right hand and answer us. That's an important thing. All right? We want his hand for us. But the only way for this to happen, and we should already know this, is for us to be obedient to his word. The person that wrote this, our, our brother Dawid, our forefather, he said this because he was always worshiping and praising the Father. He never, he, he never took an opportunity not to give. He never missed an opportunity, is what I'm saying, to not give Yah the glory for anything he did, even when, Yah, when David wasn't doing wrong. So a lot of times I think that was, that's our biggest downfall as people. Even Adam did that. He blamed other people for his, his problems. Mm-hmm. It's that woman you gave me. Mm-hmm. Right? Me and still doing that. Right, we're still doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Men aren't the only one now. Okay, so. <laughs> but that's going to be a man bashing thing up in here. <laughs> I caught that. Yeah, I see what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, we are. He, said, yeah, we, we, yeah. Now, he was just up there. My wife's boy had did this recording. He said, he said, Hold on now. We're not the only one, though. (laughs) All right, so we have to be obedient to his word for his hand to be for us, okay? All right, so, and also, again, not only being obedient, we have to believe and keep the testimony of Messiah. All right, because it says in Revelation that the saints are those who keep the commands and the testimony. That's right. Okay, so it's hand in hand. It doesn't go one without the other. All right, even before the Mashiach, they had a testimony of Mashiach. Shalom. Okay, so I have a question. Has anybody here ever created anything before? You have? Yeah. Bread. Okay. I create different dishes all the time. All right, so let me ask you a question. What happens if you create something and it doesn't meet your expectations, what do you I do? You throw it away. You throw it away. Yeah, I know. Because nobody wants worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going somewhere with that. <laughs> <laughs> Should I ask that question again? Yes. Yeah. All right. If you have created something and you don't like it, what happens if, you, if it does not meet your expectations? Try and fix it. But True. I like this answer better. Go ahead, say that again, sister. I want to fix If you make a loaf of bread <laughs> and there's too much salt or something in it, it's out. <laughs> it's trash. And you start over. Right? <laughs> yep. So if, you, if it's good, you keep it and you display it for everybody else to see. If it's something that's horrible with it, then you get rid of it. Right. So didn't our creator do this? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been doing this since the beginning of time. Yeah. When he saw his creation was being corrupt, mm-hmm. he destroyed it. Yes. All right? Yes. And he started again. Yes. All right? And he wanted to constantly destroy us when Moshe was around. True. But Moshe kept pleading. He's like, no, what are you doing? Huh? <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's fix it. But it's, the thing is, correction has to happen. Yes. All right? You have, something has to change. All right, that's why the, Yah calls himself, he's a potter. So he created with his hands, and he's, he's, he's always about fixing his creation. He wants us fixed. He doesn't want us walking around the way we are. So let's go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 18, verse 5 through 6. Jeremiah, mm-hmm. 5 through 6. It's 5 through 6, yes. Chapter. Jeremiah, chapter 18. 18. 5 through 6. 
Who's got it for me? Hallelujah. Read. Somebody, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> Five through six, right? Yes. Then the word of Yah came to me, saying, O house of Israel, am I not able to do with you as this potter, declared Yah? Look as look as the clay is in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. That's right. The moment I speak concerning a nation and concerning a reign to pluck up, to pull down, and to destroy it. That's it. And Oh, you Only one or two verses. Oh, five, that's okay. Six. But I appreciate it. I thought five through six. <laughs> you went. You was on seven. <laughs> you was heading over an eight. <laughs> it went with it anyway. But no, it, yes, it did. Even when you read that, he said he was going to pull it down to destroy it. He said we're like clay in his hands, Israel. Pull it down. Yes. That's right. Right. So with clay in the hands, you form it, you mold it, you do what you got. He even said that he before he knew us, he formed us in his mother's in our mother's womb. Right, so you if you're forming something and developing something, and it kind of turns out bad, deformed, you know, if you're making a clay statue and it's got three heads or something, you get rid of that. Or if it's, something's wrong with it, you get rid of it and start over. Right. Okay. So I want to think about that when we talk about our Creator, because that's what He does, and He's done that before, and He's actually still threatening to do that again because of the wickedness of this world to destroy it. Right, so we have to remember that. So as long as we are living right, He will keep us in His right, in, our, in His right hand. If we're not, then He will send to destroy it, to to get rid of it, to cleanse it, to do the things that He's done in the past. And we don't want that. Okay. So then also think about the love of that, because if you before I go on, think about the love of something. I mean, Yah created the heavens and earth, right? Yes. He's pretty much spoke everything. Yes. But didn't He form Adam? Mm-hmm. So think about the love that took and care that took. Everything else he spoke. Right, yes. And he sat down and took the time to form yes. his nose, get everything in the, in, the, in the right, you know, perfect for what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And just because we don't come on the earth like Adam did, doesn't mean he, because he tells us he forms us. Yes. Gave us all the look we have. We don't have a bunch of us looking like us when we walk around. Everybody's, unless we got twins. Right. With them, and each one of them are different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? He's taking time and care and forming us in everything that he does, and he still does this, Okay. So if something he's proud of, he's proud of it. All right? So we have to remember that. Isaiah, let's go to Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8, and get another instance of the potter we're talking about. Isaiah 8. 64, verse 8. Read. But now, O Yahweh, thou art our father. We are the clay, and thou art thou our potter, and we are, and we all are the work of thy hands. Mm-hmm. So again, this 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 picture that since we are the clay, we are the work of his hand. He has the right to get rid of us, to destroy us. You know, if we if he's not seeing something good out of us, shalom. So if you're thinking about, okay, why am I going through certain things? Maybe this might something be something that we're doing to cause his hand against us. Is what I want us to get at. Okay, so if he's just, if you're seeing some badness in your life, don't think all of a sudden, oh my goodness, the father is just, uh, 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 just I'm just going through this for nothing. No, it's not necessarily for nothing. There's some, there's a reason behind something, something behind. Sometimes it costs for some self-examination, <laughs> like what am I doing? 
Yes, shaping us. I, you know, even even if you're going through, even if you look at gold for a certain for a thing, he, it goes through a lot of processes before it becomes gold. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a lot of processes to go through. There's a lot of purification that goes through it. It's just not, you don't just get out the ground and all of a sudden you have gold. Right? I there's, that's what they do. No, they have a lot of purification and, and put into a lot of heat to form it to make it what it is, get rid of impurities out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it does. It's not a simple process like that. It takes some time. You know, it's like if you if you're making a sword, you know, something like that. That you pull out the fire, you have to beat it the way you want it to go. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So to get rid of impurities in your life, it takes it goes under some process. It even goes for us. You can't just say, "Oh, I'm gonna stop doing this," and then that's it. No. Sometimes you have to keep going at it, keep working on it, working on it, because these impurities keep coming up. Right. Right, and if it's our goal is to, right. to to be as one with the Creator, mm-hmm. then we have to to, to to take those things into consideration. And that could be painful. Yeah, it's, it's very painful. It's a painful process. Yes. Right. Just think about what gold goes through. Even right. if you're working with metal, right. it's right. not a, it's not an easy process whatsoever. There's nothing easy about the whole process of getting gold or silver or any of that stuff. Right. You know. Yes. Okay, and this is what we want. Okay, so as long as we are the children of Israel. Okay, and even our ancestors, when they walked in the ways that he, they were supposed to, just let's look at read all the, the chronicles and all the different kings. Mm-hmm. When those were doing right, he said, let you know right away. He, they walked right and perfect in the eyes of Yah. Yes, yes, like Joseph. Yes. yes, or Hezekiah. Yes. You know, or Asa. Yes, glory. You know, so you got those people. Then you said, then he tells you, which is very small, <laughs> then you got those people like, oh, they walked against the will of Yah. They walked against yeah, the will of Yah. They just kept saying it. So we have to, if we keep in his commands and we're doing what he says to do, then he keeps our enemies away from us. Mm-hmm. Shalom. He keeps, uh, he, yes. keeps, he keeps all the bad things around us, away from us. Yes. You know, even if an uh, enemy of ours does have a plot against us. Right. They fall in their own snare. Right. No weapon formed against us. Right. But again, is it, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Right. So we, we got to keep remembering that. All power, all glory comes from Yah. That's yes, right. So now, not so why not let His hand be for us and not against us? Yes. All right. So that's a gigantic hand. Was it? Basically, it was a joke that said your arms are too short to box with God or whatever. Yes. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's definitely true. Okay. Let's look at something. Let's look at uh, the book of uh, First Chronicles, chapter twenty-nine, and I want to read eleven, verse fourteen. Yeah, First Chronicles chapter twenty-nine. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I need to repeat, please let me know. <laughs> Thank you. Hallelujah. Eleven through fourteen, chapter twenty-nine, verse eleven through fourteen. Thine, O Yahweh, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Yahweh, and thou art exalted as head above all. But riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And thy hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, our Elohim, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. But whom am I, and what is my people, that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? 
For all things come of thee, and of thy own have we given thee. And I've mind for since for all comes from you, and we have given to you out of your hand. Mm. Is what mine reads. Mm. Hallelujah. So again, it's telling us through these scriptures that all comes from Yah. Yes. All riches and esteem comes to Yah. So just, just, just know what, I mean, if you look at what Solomon went through when he, when, uh, he asked for things. He didn't ask for riches. Oh. He didn't ask for esteem. Mm-hmm. He asked for wisdom. Yes. Oh. And then Yah added all that to him. Yes. He added more. Even Mashiach tells us, seek first the kingdom of Elohim and everything else will be added unto you. Right. We don't have to go seek for a meal. We don't have to go seek for uh, a place to live. We don't have to seek for none of this, but if we seek first for his kingdom, then everything else will be added to us, the things that we need and we want. Shalom. All right. So just because you don't, aren't rich right now, and I was, you know, your brother always want to talk about me being in Kenya. <laughs> there's a lot of times I'm, 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 I watched, I paid attention to a lot of things that goes on in Kenya and, or went on there, and there's a lot of times they were always worried about their finances. There's a lot of the things they always worried about. I don't have this. I need something warm in my pocket. I need this, need this, need this, need this. And as to tell them, like, look, if you're following what you're supposed to follow, if you're seeking him first, you don't have to worry about the other stuff. We're focused on the wrong things. We're focused on the wrong things. A lot of times when we focus on the wrong things, we could be doing something that's negative, something that's not, that's not appealing to our creator, which may cause his hand to be against us. Yes. You exactly. You're doing something you're not supposed to do. Like you said, coveting. Oh man, my neighbor got that car. Why don't I have that car? We don't know what he went through to get that car. He's probably got a lot of debt right now to get that car. <laughs> you know? What do we Yeah, how long he took him to get it? What did he do? Who he hurt in the process? You know, we just worried about that item he has. Like, hey, that's what I want. Why don't I have that? I'm doing right, like Job said. I'm righteous. I'm doing this. Didn't Job say that? Then what did y'all say? Gird up your loins and be a man. What have you done? You may have fed some homeless, but did you did you create the heavens and the earth? Who did? Where were you? Yeah, where were you when that happened? You know, so a lot, so many times we're like, we're just like that. Why about me? What about me? What about me? What about you? Yeah, what about you exactly? What does it matter? Yeah. You know, you're what do you call we're spittle, right? So why, why are we worried about that other nonsense? <laughs> Shalom. So if you make it, and if you become rich or whatever, hey, that's great. Abraham was rich. We have people in the scriptures that talk about being rich. That's great. But if that's our only concern. That's a, that's a big problem. That's a big problem, Israel. Israel. Okay? So there's many righteous, and we can receive the stuff that we want to receive, even if we don't think that it's rich or whatever like that. But, you know, many times, plenty of times, we're not, I don't, you know, like you said, we're nobody in here is poor in all things. That's right. What's the word you said, brother? How'd you said, poverty is in need of all things. In, all, in need of all things. In need of all things. All no things. One in here is in need of all things. Nobody. Yeah. That's right. Right. So I think it's a it's a disgrace. Right. Maybe it's a bad word to use right now, but I think it becomes a problem for us. It's detrimental to us in our own growth right. when we're worried about what I need and what I don't need because right. we don't need anything. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. You may want some stuff. Right. Yeah. Want. Want is a different thing. Yeah. And it's consuming though. It really is. It's just. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> okay? So that's the thing we want to look at. All right? Just remain righteous so you can still receive the protection of his hand. Because that's honestly what we want. Because there is going to be a time coming, and we've seen it throughout history, where there's going to be a lot of destruction coming to this place. A lot of destruction is coming to this place. A lot of destruction is going to be coming around us. But that's why he tells us to come out from her. And I had to realize this myself, not just because when I left and left this country, um, it wasn't just come out my, you know, physically and leave the, the leave the location. Because no matter where I go, there's just there's there's evil. There's evil. I had to realize that when I was there. There's ancient evil in Africa that you have no idea. I've experienced some stuff that you have no idea. Well, we this is not the same here than it is there. He's not talking about coming out physically. Right. It's a mental, spiritual thing. Come out of her so that you're not. You can see all this destruction around. Look at Noah. Look, you know, destruction comes around you, and you can see it, but you're protected around it. Right. Like right. you said, you're in the fort, the fort last week, That's right. and you're having a picnic. You're That's chilling right. while all, all hell is breaking loose right. around you. Right. Shalom. Shalom. So we have to remember that. That's the kind of protection we want. So I don't want us to be like the rich man that's mentioned in the book of Luke. So let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 16. All right. This is talking about a rich man who was never righteous, who received the fruits of his labor when he died. All right, let's read Luke chapter 16, verse 19 through 31. And this is a long one. But let's, let's, get, let's get to the message out of this. Read. But there was a certain rich man who used to dress in purple and fine linen and live luxuriously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Eleazar, being covered with sores, who was placed at his gate, and longing to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Indeed, even the dogs came to look at the and it came to be that the beggar died and was carried by the messengers to the, bus, the bosom of Abraham. And the rich man also died and was buried. Mm. And while suffering tortures in a grave, having lifted up his eyes, he saw Abraham far away and Eleazar in his bosom. And crying out, he said, Father Abraham, have compassion on me and send Eleazar to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. Mm. For, I am, for I am suffering in his plane. But Abraham said, So I remember that you in your life, you received your good, and likewise, Eleazar the evil, but now he is comforted, and you are suffering. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been put, so that those who want to pass from here to you are unable, nor do those from there pass to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, that you will send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers, let him warn them, lest they also come to this place of torture. Abraham said to him, They have Moshe and the Nebaim, let, let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they shall repent. Mm -hmm. But he said to them, If they do not hear Moshe and the Nebaim, neither would they be persuaded, even if one should rise from the dead. Right. Hallelujah. Right. So you, <laughs> do, you, do you hear the story? Do you, do we, do we, are we getting the story? Yes. This is the, the the rich man. He's dealing with problems now. He's dead. He's dealing with problems. He's feeling. He's getting wrath right now after his death. Yeah. And now all he wants is somebody to go and tell his his brothers and sisters not to, to go through the same thing he did. He's like, no, but you. They have the prophets. We have the stuff. Are we re, are we reading it? Like you said earlier, sister, are we reading it? You know, the brother that, that's mistaken and, and, and uh, interpreted the book of Yasharon, well, they said that they were going to interpret all the scriptures wrong. 
<laughs> right? You know, that's why they said about Brother Shaul, Brother Paul. Right. Said that they, everybody, the, 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 what he said, what's, what's the, how it says, the, uh, the, the ignorant, right, is the one that's twisting the, uh, Paul's writings. Right. Yeah. For their own detriment. Right. Right? Just like they do to all the scriptures. All the scriptures. Right, so it doesn't matter what when whatever book comes out that's been hidden, somebody reads it, right. they're going to twist it. Right, right. Right. That's why we should never go to man for understanding. That's right. And I, to me, when I go and I read, because there's a lot of books out there. Yeah. There's a lot of books out there. There's a lot of books that they came out and said, "Oh, this is part of it," and most of them are. Most of them aren't. Yeah. But it's important to pray before you touch anything, and read it, and ask for discernment, wisdom, and understanding when you're reading it, because. You know, a lot of times you'll get stuff. That's what that's what I like to do. You get stuff and you read like ah, that's not that doesn't right. coincide with the rest of the whole right, of the book. Right, right. You know, when they start talking about lights and all that stuff, yeah. and they're not talking about the commands, I leave it alone. <laughs> you know, that's what I use. That's my personal. There's always a pattern from beginning to end. There's a pattern. So if you're going to say something, yes, they have to coincide. They have to. So you have to remember that. So the, the same thing with this. This man was a power was powerful. He had he had his riches, he had his, his desserts, but at the end, when his end of his life, he was begging, he was begging. And how are we going to do that? Because we can already tell there's something else after death, because yeah. it says death and then judgment. Yeah. Doesn't mean death and that's it. Okay. Right. Like a lot of people. That's yeah. There's no such thing as you're going to sleep yeah. until judgment comes. That's right. Exactly. Right. So you're just waiting. So are we going to, I mean, and again, like I said this before, are we going to go through life thinking, oh, I have time? Mm, a lot of people are. Am I going, do I have time to continue doing, living my wickedness? And like on my deathbed, I'm going to say, oh, forgive me, Father. And then that'd be good. No, we don't, we don't always. <laughs> I used to totally think that. That's not good how it works. A lot of people think that. <laughs> but you get like, if you get child or whatever, if you got time to say, Father, forgive me, you good. And yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Used to be, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say you get baptized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. You've been, you've been baptized. My child, you've been baptized. You baptized till you die. Mm-hmm. And no matter if you go back into sin, you still, you still set apart. No, so that's not true. No, because it tells us, was it the Jeremiah that says that, that, uh, like, if you. The 20th chapter, I think that's. Yeah, one of those books says, talking about it, like, it doesn't matter what you did, basically. I'm paraphrasing right now. It doesn't matter what you did. It's from what, if you start, if you were living righteously and you stopped to start living wicked, it doesn't matter what you did right during your righteous times. That was Jeremiah. Yeah, it's Jeremiah. And and the opposite of that, if you were living wicked and all of a sudden you start living, living, you're continuing living righteously. (laughs) Right? And the fact is, so it's like, it's the same thing with the world with any job you have. Yeah. Right, the job. The job is not going to keep promoting you just based off of what you did from five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's going to right. right? right. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. Right. If it doesn't matter, you can be like, oh man, don't you remember when I brought those accounts in? But what are you doing right now? You haven't brought nothing in right now. <laughs> okay. So another thing I want us to take from the story when it talks about Eleazar. Eleazar was poor. During his whole life. And then he received the riches and glory of the esteem of Yah once he died. So it doesn't we might not get that during our life. We might not get what Abraham had. We might not get like riches right now. And that's okay. But the thing is, if we are enduring to the end, who knows who knows what the end is? Your end is when you die. 
yesterday. They said. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody else is saying this? Blue, the red moon or whatever's blue. Yeah, they yeah, said the it was going to be the end of the world yesterday. Oh, they had a red moon yesterday? Yeah. yeah there was like it a lunar seen eclipse. in North America. It was seen elsewhere. Yeah, it was like a lunar eclipse, yeah. yeah. But they. Oh, the, well, I like how they do that. They're looking for the signs in the heaven, like the Mashiach, like all, only the wicked ones, it. huh? Like they ready. They're yeah, like, not even ready. Right. right. They're not getting. Right. They're not prepared for it. They just yeah. like no. they're yeah. the sign. We're gonna die. <laughs> they listen to the <laughs> pastor. <laughs> they listen, listen to the pastor, and they don't even know what they get, what they uh, uh, what this whole thing is gonna be about. No. Yeah. They think they die. And they're going to heaven right now. You're not going to heaven. He, you know, your, the mindset of man is so amazing how we were taught so many lies. Yeah. So many refuse to come from that lie. Yeah, especially that big lie with the rapture. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, not realizing that only started in the 1800s. Uh-huh. <laughs> how can you get a doctrine on something that started after the, the whole world started, the word started, you know? <laughs> the best thing about that, you got a person that's living a hellish life. And when they die, he's in heaven looking down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, that hell racer. <laughs> no way. Right. He's going to heaven. He's going to heaven. Everybody going to heaven. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can't always say, like, you know, there's all these people. Like, right. I've, I've seen that in the world. Like, all this, you know, they got them pictures of them on pearly gates and stuff like that. Yeah. You didn't see what they did when they was here. I mean, oh. I, everybody, you don't know what they did before the last breath. Yeah. Nobody knows that. And I'm not here to judge that. But I'm just saying... <laughs> Sometimes we jump the gun in that. Like we don't have, we can, who are we to determine if this person is going to make it to heaven or not? Right. You know. We don't have to do everything we supposed to make it. Right. Shalom. So I want us to remember that to, when we're living righteous, the last thing we are we want is the hand of Yah to be against us. So we have to keep that line of going living righteously because it doesn't end just because oh I believe you believe in the Creator or just because you know who you are. It does not end. We have to continuously strive that way. I mean, look at Solomon. Solomon was righteous. He was wise. But didn't he cause, didn't he go astray? Yes, he did. Before his end? Yes, he did. Right? Yeah. So it, does, it means that even the best of us, it can happen. That's all, yeah. That's right. <laughs> this is a serious walk. Seriously. This is a very serious walk. Okay? That's right. So I want to go over a couple of things. I want to look like, what does it look like for the hand of Yah to be against you? Okay, uh, the biggest example we have of that is Egypt, Mitzrayim, when he brought our people out of bondage. Uh, what he did with the Mitzrayim with all the plagues—that was the hand of yes, Yah yes, against yes. them. That's right. Okay. Yes. All right. So you can read that in the book of Exodus, chapter thirteen, verse three, and we all know the story. Okay, so we don't have to rehash that. But Yah set his plagues of destruction against Egypt even against our people because of the constant disobedience, because of the constant yeah. following and worshiping other gods. Right. His hand became against us. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't want, we don't want Yah's hand to be against us. Mm-hmm. Okay? And because of, you know, we have to, we're lucky in a way, honestly, if you think about it. I mean, just because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, we're Israelites, this, this, and this. But you only have this promise because of Abraham. Abraham sought after our creator mm-hmm. when everybody wasn't. I mean, he lived in a house when his father was worshiping all the idols. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> he sought after him. Yes, now, it's because of Abraham. That's why him, Abraham was, he called Abraham his friend. He sought after, after Yah. Right. And he wanted to live righteously. 
And then, of course, we passed down, you know, Itzhak and Yaakov and the 12 tribes. We know that. But if we're not following his laws, then we are going to have his hand against us. Simple, something simple as loving your neighbor. Keeping the law, keeping the, 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 the seventh day Sabbath. All those things are important. Loving Yah with all your mind, heart, and soul. And then loving your neighbor like you love yourself. A lot of times we can't stand our neighbor. Get our neighbor away from us. And we don't realize that our neighbor is not just who lives next door to us. That's not our neighbor. Our neighbor is everybody we come in contact with. And we know the story about the Good Samaritan. Just everybody we come in contact with, okay? So he kept reminding us, and it, it, this is the thing, our people, you know how stiff-necked we are. <laughs> he, kept, he kept reminding us time and time again, do this, I'll be for you. You don't do this, then my hand will be against you. All right, let's read uh, um, Exodus 13, verse 9. Did we read Luke yet? Luke? Yeah, that was the... Uh, the um, <laughs> uh, that was the uh, <laughs> the rich man. <laughs> yeah, thirteen verse nine. That's what you read one part. Hallelujah. <laughs> and it shall be as a sign to you on your hand, and as a reminder between your eyes, that the Torah of Yahweh is to be in your mouth. With a strong hand, Yahweh has brought you out of Mitzrayim. Hallelujah. He said, Your Torah should be in your mouth because of the strong hand he brought you out of Mitzrayim. He said, A strong hand. Now, we, now we saw what we, he did in Egypt. He said, A strong hand. Yeah. You ever been slapped in the face? Yeah. Is that light? <laughs> I've been slapped in the face before. There's nothing light about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and he tells him time and time again. Like I don't have to. I don't want to give you all the scriptures, but he says it a couple more times in Deuteronomy chapter five, verse fifteen, about the strong hand, and Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse eight. We don't have to go there, but you can read. And if you continue, five, five verse fifteen okay. and seven verse eight, both Deuteronomy. He talks about delivering Israel with a strong hand, yes. a strong hand. And then if you keep reading, even going through the, uh, what the everywhere calls the New Testament, he constantly says what he did for Israel with a strong hand and bringing them out of bondage. Okay? Do you see how many times he talks about hand in the scriptures? He talks about, it's like pattern. We talked about patterns before. Right. So if you see something more than three times or two times, it's more than, that's two witnesses. Right. So we can see that it's kind of important. He's letting you know that I will, I will strike you down if I have to. Or I'll protect you if you believe me. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know what the parents say? I was like, yeah, we like that. It's going to hurt You know, the parents, it's going to hurt me more than hurt you. Nah, man, my grandmother and my mom would not play. <laughs> my grandma had this thing where she'd get mad. She'd bite her lip. You had to, like... Back up. <laughs> you even she wasn't even mad at you. You saw the lip go and just walked the other way. <laughs> Somebody getting it. <laughs> Shalom. But this is something that you know he repeated himself over and over and over again to our people. You know, and all he really wanted, all he said was obedience and not to worship other Elohim. 
I mean, is that really too hard to ask as a people? You know, why are we so stiff-necked in that, in that regard? But time and time again, they had to get this, they had to disobey, they had to get destroyed. They had to repent. They had to disobey, they had to destroy, get destroyed. They had to repent. You see what I'm saying? They had to... <laughs> We still do it. That's why we still these things are still upon us. You know, and just like any parent, we're all. I'm not a parent yet. Yeah. Right. And any parent, you know, you keep telling your kid over again, over again. Eventually, you're gonna get fed up with it. And then the rod's gonna have to come out. Yep. Somebody getting beat. Somebody is getting beat. You know, you. Well, he said he chases those he loves. So. Right. And chasing people don't, people don't get that, but that's what chasing is. You don't go through something. Mm-hmm. You don't go through something. Yeah. And then just think about it. This is how, how many years is this book? Is like what six thousand years worth of history right here? And you had to, he had to say things over and over and over and over and over and over. I could do this all day. And over and over and over again. Can you imagine? Hey, picked it up off the ground. Yeah. Picked it up off the ground. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't that get redundant and retarded after ridiculous after a while? Like you're saying the same thing over and over and over again. Eventually, anybody's going to raise their hand up. I told you. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> I know you beat somebody. I know you have. I know it, Linda. I know you have. Don't, don't be looking at me that sweet face. I know it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know you too. I ain't gonna worry to ask about you. I know she has. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I know it. I know it. <laughs> you see how she raised up her hand? The hand? The fifth? <laughs> and I will speak the word. I told you not to. I hated those spankings. I hated those spankings. They start slowing down and everything. No, before I always did it, I prayed. Oh, really? Yeah, give me the strength to go through. You better You better than my mom. She didn't pray for nothing. Oh, yeah. And he gave me the strength. All right. But just like this, is what I'm trying to get us to understand because he kept doing it with our people, kept warning them. He yep. had to, he had to put his hand against them. Yes, he had to because if not, he'd be lying. Mm-hmm. And our, our our Creator doesn't lie. He told us, if you do this, I'll bless you. If you don't, right. I will yeah. curse you. Yep. So let's go to the Book of Lamentations, verse chapter two, verse one through six. Oh. And I want you to read this. No, chapter 2, yeah, chapter 2, verse 1 through 6. And I'm almost done, brother. I know you're looking at your clock. <laughs> no, 1 through 6, chapter 2. Okay, hallelujah. How Yah in his displeasure has covered the daughter of Zion with a cloud. He has cast down from the shmaki to the earth the kindness of Israel and has not remembered his footstool in the day of his displeasure. Yah has swallowed up without compassion all the plaster of Yahweh, and his wrath he has thrown down the strongholds of the daughters of Yahuda. He has brought them down to the ground. He has profaned the rain and his ruler. In the heat of his displeasure, he has cut off every horn of Israel. He has withdrawn his right hand from 
before the enemy, and he burned against Yaakov, and like a flaming fire consuming all around. He has bowed his, he has bent his bow like, he has bent his bow like an enemy. He has appointed his right hand as an adversary, and he has slain all who delight the eyes in the tent of the daughter of Zion. He has poured out his wrath like fire. Yah has been like an enemy. He has swallowed up Israel. He has swallowed up all her place, palaces. He has destroyed her stronghold. And he increases mourning and lamentation in the daughters of Yahudah. He has demolished his booth like a garden. He has destroyed his place of meeting. Yah has made the appointed time of Shabbat to be forgotten in Zion. And despite sovereigns and potent, in his raging displeasure, Yah has cast off his altar. He said eight? No, it's no, six. six. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I keep going. Eight, no, eight, eight is. is in my But head. you get that. That was good, yeah. Are we getting this now? Yeah. Oh, he said he destroyed it. <laughs> yeah. Swallowed Israel. He destroyed his place of meeting. Where's the temple? Yeah. The, temple yeah. the temple's gone. Right. Right? <laughs> he got tired of it. He got tired of it. We constantly kept doing things. We let the land rest. None of that stuff we, he told us to do, we kept doing. Now, how can you read this and really want the hand of y'all against you? Right. Just hard Yeah, that's just really hard-headed, like, to really, to really see. And, and, these, and we're not, we don't really, we read it, but we didn't see it like they saw it. Right. We didn't experience his wrath like they experienced it. Right. One time would have been enough for me. No, that's right. <laughs> Anytime you see it, I mean, come on. Now, we saw some of the stories. This is the ground open up for some people. They swallowed up. The ground swallowed them up. You know, we, they couldn't stop pulling idols out of people's, uh, when they was going through camps killing people, they couldn't pull, stop doing that. You know, they, they would, nobody could touch them until they did something wrong. You're right. Right. That's right. Why? <laughs> like, that keeps making you think, why? Like, why, why would you want that? That's almost like you you continuously doing it. You must you must like punishment. Right, right, right. We must like it. Got to. And then I want to just throw this out here. I think that sometimes we we're supposed to teach our children, and so when we teach our children what Yahweh has done and the goodness of Yah, and then also if you don't do what Yah says, this is going to happen. But a lot of times the generations will drop off and die off, and then they will forget about. Yahweh. They mm-hmm. forget about all the goodness or what right. they went through when they came out of yeah, Egypt. Definitely. I'm reading some of the new Torah. The Torah, I can see where people, you know, the generations would die off. Yeah. And when they would die off, people would just, you know, they didn't carry on. Right. Wow. So right. Yahweh said, you know, we're supposed to bring up righteous children. We have to teach us. Yep. Teach our kids. Yep. And they've taken a lot of that away from you, but, you know, the scriptures tells us those who's Spare the rod, spoil the child. Right, you don't even right. love your child if you don't, right, right. You, don't you know. But they done took that took that away from right, us as individuals. Right. Like, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. That's why we got maniacs running around here right now. Yeah, that's why they build more jail cells. Yeah, it's big money, big business. Yeah, it's big business. That's right, big business. It's big business. It is just extra slavery. Whole community that's surviving off of the jail. Mm-hmm. The jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. My question is, why take that chance? Why take that chance that you're going to have Yah's wrath against you? And then then to have the wrath and then wonder what's going on in your life. Why is going on like this? You know? (laughs) Like, why is this hand against me? You know, we should ask. (laughs) Like, sometimes we have to take, you know, an account, you know, the the inventory, self-inventory of our lives. That's why this is going on. You know, so that's, that's what I want to get at with this today.
So if you even, even read Nebuchadnezzar, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, or Book of Daniel with Nebuchadnezzar. Yes. What he went through. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to read that all again. You can read that book, uh, chapter Daniel chapter 4, verse 20 through 35. It talked about how he punished Nebuchadnezzar because of his his pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter 4, verse 20 through 35 is a chapter. Oh, chapter 4? Yeah, chapter 4. Book of Daniel. Yes. So if we know that story, we know what he did with him. Okay? Eat grass. Yeah, he's eat, he became an animal. Right? Claws, talons. Has anybody gone through that? Nah. <laughs> you know, I, I eat grass sometimes. You're right. Okay, so. Yeah, like a dog, right? Like nobody's going through that that I know of. I mean, that's just some stuff that if you, you're being warned and warned and yeah. then. You continue with your sin. Right. So if Yahweh decides to punish us because of our sin, what are we going to do? Take it. There is nothing we can do. The only thing we can do is repent. Right. I mean, seriously, if you're realizing that, hey, something's going on, I believe that Yah is against right. me because of my disobedience, drop down and repent right then and there. Mm-hmm. Right? This is, this is a constant walk of repentance. Has anybody read the book of Hermes? Yes, I have. Okay. You saw how many times he was on his knees begging for forgiveness and repenting? This man, he constantly, throughout the whole story, no matter what, he was always on his knees repenting. Like, yeah, and they talked about, there was talks about the Mashiach in this story as well. But he's always on his knees repenting, no matter, it, it, he, the angel came to him, he's like, why are you down on your knees repenting? He's like, well, I don't, I don't, something's going against me. He's like, well, your wife is the problem. <laughs> this is why you're getting, I'm just saying, it's like, this is what, this is why you're getting... All right. Is it H-E-R-M-E-S? Yeah, H-E-R-M-E-S, I believe it is, the book of Hermes. You could probably get that on Amazon or eBay or something like that. It's not that big. It's like, it's a real thin book. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? But repentance has got to be a continual thing in our lives. You know, and eventually, I mean, realize, if you really think about it, eventually sometimes repentance is gonna, it's not going to work. Eventually you just can't repent anymore. But it has to, you know, if you're going to repent and keep doing it, repent and keep doing it. Yes. It's like you're just repenting just because, oh, it's out there. So I'm, it's a lifeline. Oh, so I can repent and now everything will be okay. But if, if you're not, there's no true change. If you're not really turning away from what you're doing, then it's like it's continuous. It's just like words at that point. Okay. So eventually we have to make sure that we are repenting. And now we're getting to the time of year with our feasts. You know, we have the Day of Atonement coming. We have all these different feasts that are coming up. There's all these feasts that are giving us the idea of the kingdom and repentance and everything like that. And we have to kind of keep that in our minds. So always remember that. So I think it's a way that it's wise for us to examine ourselves daily. Right? Constant inventory in our lives to see, okay, what have I done? A lot of times it's not like what somebody else has done to you outside. It's what we have done our own to in ourselves. Okay? And because, again, like I'm saying, eventually there will be no more repentance. That's going to run out. I mean, is that, you know, doesn't sound too good, does it? Right. See how everybody got quiet on me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, when you really face something like that, you know, it's like, a, 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 I think it's a serious thing. Like, there's eventually no more repentance. It's going to come. So let's constantly remember that, you guys. And let's keep our example of the Mashiach and what the prophets told us. All right. Yahweh is wanting us to be, he wants us to be in his bosom. He wants to have his hand 
for us. He wants to carry us, like he's like you said last time with the birds, and you open, you know, run to him for for guidance or for safety. But if we're not doing what we want to, do you think his wings are going to be open? Right. It's just things I think about. All right. So again, if you know that the hand of Yah is against you, please stop and repent. Repent and turn. You know, I'm, I'm saying this a lot these days. Repent because the kingdom of Yah is at hand. Repent because the kingdom of Yah is at hand. We don't know. Again, we don't know what tomorrow holds. The next moment, death is right around the corner. Okay, so let's do that before it's too late. Before I go, let's read two verse, two book, two, two different verses, and I'm done. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 15, verse 6. I don't want Yah to say these. I don't want anybody to hear these words. I definitely I don't want to hear these words. But Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 6. What do you say? Do you want to hear that? Does anybody want to hear these words? Do you want to read? Come on, I think we should read that again. What is, did it say? Please read that again. It says, Thou hast forsaken me, said Yahweh. Thou art gone backward. Therefore will I stretch out my hand against thee and destroy thee. I am weary with repenting. I'm tired of you. Woo! I said, do, does anybody want to hear those words? No. no. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I always had that in the back of my mind. I don't want to hear those words. I mean, I know I'm, I'm not speaking as a man that's like, oh, I'm thinking I'm self-righteous or nothing. Like, I don't, I'm not even coming across like, I don't want, if I am, I apologize. This is for me also. But I don't want to hear those words. And I'm not sure, I'm sure I'm not alone mm-hmm. on not wanting to hear those words. But what I want to hear Let's go to Psalms chapter 138, verse 7. Where is it, Psalms? 138, verse 7. Who's going to read that for me? Read. Can anyone read it? Oh, yes. Read. Read aloud, please. Uh, 138, 7. Yeah. Read. Read. <laughs> Come on now. Tick tock. <laughs> now I walk in the midst of temple, thou wilt revive me, thou shalt stretch enemies in thy right hand small city. Hallelujah. It says, Though I walk in the midst of distress, you revive me. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand saves me. Hallelujah. 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 He said, His right hand saves you. Hallelujah. Right? So, which one do we want? Right and not the left. <laughs> if we're getting the right hand, we want the saving right hand. We don't want the, <laughs> the right hand against you. <laughs> right? We don't want that, okay? Because even in the stress of my enemies, I know we're going out there, brothers and sisters, we're dealing with the world. There are probably enemies that are out there that are around the corner just because we are following the law, because they see and You know, you got to think about when the demons are looking at you. People, we may have righteousness in us, but other people have, may have demons with them. The demons in them are looking at the righteousness, looking at you. Right. Looking at you, not liking it, not yeah. liking what they're seeing, yeah. and they're doing whatever they can to make sure that they you fall. Right, right, right. right. Shalom. Yeah. So we have to think. Did they want to destroy you? 
But in the midst of all that, the Father will put his hands out for you and save you if we're, if we're obedient. That's the key of everything. It's like if you're a parent, you're going to give your child what the good things. If they, you know, if you do this, hey, baby, you do this, I'll get you that toy you wanted. You don't give them toys if they're being disobedient. No, you give them a belt. I hope so. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. I, I pray that this has helped somebody. I hope it wasn't a repetitive thing. If you've never, if you heard this before, I'm sorry, but I thought it was something. It was definitely needed, you know, because a lot of times we don't realize what's going on with our with our with our punishments that we're getting. Shalom. So may God bless you and keep you. Hallelujah.